This morning, we will be continuing our sermon series titled Connected. This series covers our vision and our mission and our values as a church. So this morning, I'm going to start recapping our vision and mission and values discuss, and discuss this year's goal. Goals, multiple, they're plural. And then we'll dig into Acts chapter 2 to illuminate some key elements of fellowship and discipleship and the values I'll be helping unpack on the topic of connecting with others today. So, Maple Plain Community Church's vision is to be a place to connect. Right? Our building is about all about building relationships with God and with others, and our mission supports this vision. So our mission is as follows, and say this with me. So we start off with connecting with God, connect with others, and connect others with God. Let's do that one more time. Connect with God, connect with others, and connect others with God. Nice work, everyone. It's like you've probably heard this before. And then our values are what drive our mission. And that supports our vision. As Pastor Dominic described last week, under our connect with God, our values are prayer, worship, and biblical foundation. Those values that we have drive our mission of connecting with God, which Dominic discussed for the past two weeks. And this week, we are moving into the second part of our mission statement we will be talking about the importance of connecting with others. And to begin, the values that drive the connecting with others part of our mission are fellowship, discipleship, and Christian unity. Fellowship and discipleship are key values that we will be discussing today, and Acts 2 is the text that we will be doing, or that we'll be going over today. And Pastor Dominic will be discussing the importance of Christian unity next week. And to conclude our sermon series, we will be focusing on connecting others with God. The values that support this part of the mission statement are Christian service, local outreach, and global missions. And when you look at this entire picture of our vision, mission, and values— you're also seeing our discipleship process in action, which you'll see on the slide. When you first come here to Maple Plain Community Church, we want you to connect with God, right? Coming to a church service, what we are doing now, learning more about who God is, the God of the Bible is, and connecting with him in prayer. Then we move to connecting with others, the importance of Christian community and its impact on us. Here at MPCC, you can join us for Wednesday night programming and various other events and connection groups that meet throughout the week. And beyond just attending the worship service, we would love for you to get plugged into a connection group, which is a smaller community where you can connect on a deeper level with other believers. All right, we'll go through details about that a little later. And then we'll be moving on to connecting others with God, the next step in the discipleship process. So being a disciple of Jesus means that we are disciple makers. 
And that means that we need to share the message of Jesus with everyone, right? This job is not just reserved for the pastors or the global missionaries. This is a job for everyone who is a disciple of Jesus. And then once someone starts to come to know Jesus, they start this cycle with, they start the cycle of connecting with God. And then we just continue to repeat the cycle until every last person comes to know Jesus as their savior. So do you guys see the big picture here? I hope you start seeing it and we'll continue to talk about it. So we strive to be a place that connects with God, connects with others, and connects others with God. So it might seem like I'm repeating what Dominic has been saying the past couple weeks. It's because I have. <laughs> right? And the vision and the mission of any organization is so important is it's because it's what drives an organization. So there's this common phrase about vision. And it's not mine, but it's that vision leaks. Vision leaks within any organization and that we always need to remind ourselves the why behind what we are doing as a church. So when we as a church lose sight of our vision and our mission, we can end up playing church and become insider focused and just doing things for the sake of doing things and then miss out on the calling from Jesus himself to see people come to know him as the savior of their lives and to see them grow in their relationship with Christ. Disciples that make disciples, connecting with God, connecting with others, and connecting others with God. The elders have put together a list of visionary goals for 2023 that we tie into each part of our mission. So, first, as Pastor Dominic has been going over for the past first couple weeks, the first visionary goal we have with connecting with God is to give him 10. Now, I've heard a few of you use this phrase already. But our goal is for everyone at MPCC to spend at least 10 minutes of devotional time in Bible reading and in prayer daily. When you connect with God in scripture and prayer daily, your life will be transformed. And our second visionary goal for connecting with others is to get two out of three people or 67% of our regular attenders plugged into a connection group here. As of January 2023, right, that's last month. It's crazy. It's already February already. So as of January, we had 60% of our regular attenders connected to a connection group. So we still have room to grow to hit that goal. And I'll be discussing various connection groups that you can get plugged into if you're not plugged into one yet. And if we as a church end up hitting that goal by the end of the year, maybe I'll bake brownies for everyone here. <laughs> Though I'm not sure if that'll help us get to that goal or steer us away from the goal. <laughs> I'm more of a pasta connoisseur and maker. <laughs> but our third visionary goal for connecting others with God is the main goal that we will be talking about every single week and that we are committing to this year. 
This is the REACH 200 goal. This goal is for each individual at our church to share the message of the gospel with at least one person, right? And that's totaling 200 as a community by the end of the year. And this is something that we're going to officially track. And if you share the message of Christ with someone this year, we'll have a form on our home webpage on our website that you can fill out once we start the Connect with God portion of the sermon series in a couple weeks. So stay tuned to that. And it's already encouraging to hear that some of you have already shared the message of the gospel uh, just this past month, right? So be in prayer for who needs to hear the message of salvation and be in prayer for those who, that, who you want to come to know Jesus as your Savior. Pray for them by name that they would have receptive hearts and minds to hear the message of the gospel. So this is our big goal for this year, reach 200. So now we'll move on to what the scripture has to say about connecting with others through fellowship. So go ahead and open your Bibles to follow along in Acts chapter 2, 42 through 47, and it'll be on the screen as well. So context-wise, the book of Acts is in the New Testament, and Jesus had just ascended into heaven, and all of this occurs shortly after his resurrection. And Jesus promised his disciples that they will be baptized with the Holy Spirit and that they will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes on them and that they will be witnesses in Jerusalem and all of Judea and Samaria and to the ends of the earth. So in the beginning of Acts 2, the Holy Spirit comes at Pentecost, just as Jesus said. And, the, and then Peter preaches a sermon and then 3,000 people turn to Jesus that day. Wow, that is crazy. Just awesome work. So, Acts 2, 42 through 47 takes place right after Pentecost. But before we dive in, let me just open this up in a word of prayer. Heavenly Father, we thank you so much for the gift of your word. Lord, we pray that you would speak to us today through the power of your Holy Spirit and that you be present and active as we go through the scriptures, Lord. Pray for uh, me as I'm teaching, Lord. I pray that you would uh, let anything stick that needs to stick and that you'd let things fall away that need to fall away, Lord Jesus. We love you. We pray all of these things in Jesus' name. Amen. All right, so Acts chapter 2, verse 42 through 47. They devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching and to the fellowship to the breaking of bread, and to prayer. Everyone was filled with awe at the many wonders and signs performed by the apostles. All the believers were together and had everything in common. They sold property and possessions and to give anyone who had need. Every day they continued to meet together in the temple courts. They broke bread in their homes and ate together with glad and sincere hearts raising God and enjoying the favor of all the people. And the Lord added to their number daily to those being saved. So, if we would draw a first point, the first key point 
is this portion of scripture is that they devoted themselves to the apostles' teachings. So the new believers in the early church devoted themselves to what the 12 apostles were teaching them. So the New Testament had not been written or published yet, but it was in the making. So a lot of the apostles' teachings was interpreting the Old Testament through a Christocentric lens. So if I lost some of you there, a Christocentric lens means seeing how the Old Testament points to and illuminates Jesus as the Messiah. That's what the apostles were showing the new believers, viewing the Old Testament through a Christ-centered lens. Point of my glasses there, nice little illustration. To us as a church today, we are still following the apostles' teaching because we get to have the entire Bible with us, the Old and the New Testaments. And as a church, as a community of believers, we are devoted to the teachings that are found in all of Scripture. And as a church that exists 2,000 years later, the Bible is more accessible than it ever has been with technology. Like as Dominic was going through last week, the Version Bible app. There's many other resources you can find online. But we as a church, we as Maple Plain Community Church, are centered around Scripture. We are centered around the Bible. That is our foundation as a biblically and gospel-centered church community. We follow the guidance and we follow the principles that the Bible lists out for us. There are many different types of communities and clubs, but by being a biblically gospel-centered community means that we're not just a social club or a country club. We're not just. We are not a social club and we are not a country club. <laughs> Words are hard sometimes. But a biblically gospel-centered community is outsider-focused. I'm going to say that again. A biblically and gospel-centered community is outsider-focused. Peter preached a sermon right at the beginning of the church in Acts. So how many people does the scripture say came to Christ after his sermon? 3,000, yes. 3,000 people came to know Jesus. The apostles didn't just hang out with themselves, and they, just, they didn't call themselves the Elite 12 and create an exclusive club with private church services that didn't welcome anyone in. Right? That's silly. Instead, Acts 2.46 says that they met in the temple courts, which is partly to honor their Jewish heritage, but it was also an area that was accessible to outsiders. And I say this because it is common for churches to be insider-focused. And it's pretty easy to tell the difference between a church that is insider-focused and a church that is outsider-focused. For example, I remember attending various churches when I was away at college. And there was a time when I walked into a church and nobody greeted me as I walked in. I sat in the service, sat in the seat after the service was over for a couple minutes, kind of waiting to see if anyone would at least greet me, say hi to me, make eye contact. And nobody said anything to me. And I walked out without any acknowledgement that I existed. 
And I'm sure some of you have had that experience. And it's always extremely sad whenever that happens. But it's always an important reminder that we are all new to a church at some point. And a church that is centered on scripture is centered on outsiders and is focused on others. Right? Some of us are more new here than others. For example, I'm new here, and I am, I've been here three years new here. So I'm three years new here at the church. Some of you are a couple months new here, and it's great for you that you could be joining us here today. And some of you are 10 years new here, and others are 50-plus years new here. Do you see what I am getting at here? That we are all new at some point, and that a church that is centered on Scripture is centered on outsiders and is centered on others. If you want to experience that true Christian community, that true Christian fellowship, it starts at the moments of salvation. When you become a believer in Jesus, you have fellowship with God because your relationship with God has been reconciled through Christ's sacrifice on the cross for our sins. And then through that, we have instant fellowship with other believers. This is why we have brothers and sisters in Christ around the globe. Have you ever had that moment where you meet someone and you figure out that they're a believer in Jesus? It almost feels like you're meeting a brother or sister for the first time. There is that instant connection. I remember experiencing that for the first time when I was in high school. I worked at a golf course throughout high school, and I loved that job. But while I was working there, I learned that one of my coworkers was a Christian. He was a believer in Jesus. <laughs> and the first thought that popped through my mind was, wow, Christians exist outside of my church. <laughs> a mind-blowing experience. And I know some of you have had that experience as well. When you meet someone in your workplace, school, or while traveling, and you learn that they're a Christian, there's that instant connection. And that is because those who proclaim faith in Jesus have been reconciled to God and are able to have true Christian fellowship with one another. Then Acts 2, after these people became new believers, after they were baptized, they joined into a community with one another. They joined in a community that was centered on scripture and it was focused on others. And Acts 2, 42 through 47 shows us what an others-focused community looks like in various characteristics that define a biblical and gospel-centered community. When we look at the word fellowship, found in verse 42, when we read that word, the Greek word that is used is koinonia. Some of you might have heard of that word before, but it means participation and partnership. And there's this mutual commitment towards one another to help each other out when someone is in need. And that's what we see in verse 45, that the early church sold property and possessions to give to anyone that was in need. It was a voluntary selling of property and possessions to help those who are in need. And that's just a true 
what is that? That, that is just a, a, a beautiful example of what true fellowship of what koinonia looks like, what mutual commitment towards one another looks like. And here at Maple Plain Community Church, we as a church have an elder fund or a benevolence fund, right? That is used to help meet the needs of those within our community. So if any needs arise, please let us know. We would love to help you as a church. And this calling towards fellowship or mutual commitment towards one another is kind of a countercultural, uh, it's kind of countercultural towards our individualistic society. When it says that they had everything in common, it means that they had single-mindedness with a shared purpose of sharing the message of the gospel with the people who were around them. And when you are part of a church community that has this single-mindedness, this shared purpose, this shared vision of seeing people connect with God, that is such a powerful witness within our divided world. And Dominic will be talking about this a little more next week and talking about Christian unity. But as we continue talking about being focused on others and talking about fellowship and meeting with one another, I'm reminded of Hebrews 10, verses 24 and 25, which the writer writes, And let us consider how we may spur one another on toward love and good deeds, not giving up meeting together, as some are in the habit of doing, but encouraging one another, and all the more as you see the day approaching. The purpose of being part of a Christian community is that it also helps us grow within our relationship with Christ. And we can help though we can help others grow within their relationship with Christ as well. It is to encourage one another until the second coming of Jesus. Meeting in a smaller community or meeting in smaller groups is one of the best ways that you can truly experience Christian fellowship. For example, here at our church uh, for January, we had an average attendance of around 150 people for Sunday services. Right? You can get to know the names of 150 people if you try. But to get to know 150 people on a deeper level, it becomes a little bit more challenging because we only have so much time together to spend on Sunday mornings. Building deeper with deeper relationships with people takes time and it takes mutual commitment, koinonia. And that's why we as a church have many different connection groups here at the church so that you can connect with others on a much deeper level. You can see on the slide the many different opportunities that we have, and this list isn't exhaustive, but as a discipleship pastor, it brings me joy to encourage leaders to develop their giftings and lead various connection groups here at our church. And we have many different connection groups for you to get plugged into here, and we have several types of connection groups. We have men's and women's Bible studies that meet throughout the week in person, and some on Zoom, and you can see the details on the slide. We also have Connections Hour for all ages on Sunday mornings with different types of groups that meet at 9 o'clock right before our worship hour. For example, we have a large group that meets downstairs in the fellowship hall and other smaller groups that meet throughout the church in various classrooms. 
We also have life groups that meet at various times throughout the week as well. These life groups meet for the purposes of building relationships and fellowshipping with one another. And if you're wanting to get plugged into one of these life groups, or if you're interested in starting one, please let me know. We would love to get some more life groups launched and to provide the opportunity for more people to get plugged into our church community. All of these connection groups are open, and all of the groups are wanting to have more people join them to get new people plugged in here. And as I said before, this is not an exhaustive list that's on the screen. You can see more groups in the bulletin, and you can talk to me about what group would be right, and I can point you to the right leader for that various ministry. Right? And it's just super important for us to be connecting with other believers and talking over scripture with one another in a smaller group. It is such a big way to help us spur one another on toward love and good deeds, as a writer of Hebrew talks about. And I'm just speaking from personal experience, but I love our young adult and family group that meets in Connections Hour on Sunday mornings for a 9 a.m. hour. Right? We have an average group of around 10 people, but it is such a blessing for me to be able to facilitate discussions that are centered on Scripture. Right? I, le- I learn a lot from the people in the group, and it is awesome to be able to share prayer requests and praises with everyone. And it is a smaller community within the larger community that we have where we can connect on a deeper level as a group and connect with Scripture on a deeper level level. And the reason why we have a 2023 visionary goal of two out of three people or 67% of regular attenders connected to a connection group of some kind is because it is so critical to connect with other believers in your walk with Christ. We want to see all of you connect with others beyond the Sunday morning worship service for the purpose of encouragement, accountability, and fellowship. I know some of you are plugged into Bible studies and life groups and small groups uh, with groups of believers from different churches, or you might be a part of a workplace Bible study that's happening at your place of employment, which is just awesome to see. That's an encouraging reminder that the church is much larger than our Maple Plain Community Church community. And whenever believers connect with one another, and sharpen each other through the study of God's word, that is a win for the kingdom of God. And regionally, our church has partnered with other Western metro churches that also seek to share Jesus with others. Every Thursday morning at 7 a.m. at various churches in our area, we gather together and pray with one another for our churches and for each other. And twice a year, we have been meeting and having community worship nights where we all connect with God together as the larger body of Christ. At these community worship nights, we sing songs of worship and pray with one another. I always look forward to these worship nights, and we'll actually be hosting the next worship night on March 5th at 6.30 p.m. So mark your calendars, because it is a wonderful time to worship the Lord together as the larger body of Christ And we'll be able to connect with other believers and fellowship with other brothers and sisters in Christ in our area. And for our closing thoughts today, in order for us to have true Christian fellowship with one another, we must have fellowship with God. 
we must turn and trust in the sacrifice that Jesus made for us on the cross for our sins. And we'll be celebrating communion in a moment to remember that sacrifice, which Pastor Dominic will lead us in that time. But we must be a community that is centered on Scripture and focused on others. And that is the way that you can experience true Christian fellowship. And once again, if you are not connected to a connection group here, I want to, I want to challenge you to prayerfully consider being more connected with other believers and join a connection group here beyond the Sunday morning church service and to experience the gift and a blessing of a gospel-centered community. Please join me in prayer. Lord, we thank you for your scripture and for the gift of Christian fellowship and Christian community. We pray that you would help guide us as a church to always be centered on your word and that your word will always be the foundation that we turn to and what we look to for guidance. Help us to truly connect with one another in Christian fellowship. As we transition into a time of communion, I pray that you would prepare our hearts and prepare our minds as we enter into this time together. In Jesus' name, amen.